Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Buffalo Happy Hour. What's up, Mike? Derek, I... So, I've been noticing... Oh, we're coming out hot today already. Yeah, so I've been noticing <laughs> that at the start of every episode, I always hesitate after the intro. Yeah. And then I say, Derek, and then something generic. So, I caught myself doing it, stopped completely, and doing a total 90 degrees in the opposite direction <laughs> so we could figure out something new. When I, when I test the mics, when I hook them up for the day, I'll go to mine and I'll be like... All right, what's up, everybody? And then I'll go to your mic and I'll go, Derek, and like try to mimic you, just so we got consistency. Here. <laughs> Good lord, you should film that once just so I can. Oh watch. my god, it would be awesome. But oh jeez, <laughs> that was, that has to be our earliest. We're like two minutes in, not even. All right, cheers, bro. Cheers. We didn't even get to talk about it yet, Mike. You want to talk about what we got here? Yeah, I'm still chuckling at the fact that we were just on for 15 seconds yeah, beep, and we're forced to drink, probably mm-hmm. because it's the first day back to work after a holiday break. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, so we have three cord bourbons, uh, amplified rye. So they are not a traditional distir- distillery. Mm-hmm. As you can tell, I'm off to a great start with speaking, so thank God I started a podcast <laughs> with you. And... They take their products from other locations, bring it in, and then blend it and make their own products. Right. So they have three staples. This is one of the staples. And it is 95 proof, so it's definitely a higher proof uh, from the typical that we're used to, which is around Mm mid-80s. But it's really good. And it is a 95.5. So it's 95% uh, rye, 5% malted barley. And I like it. It's yeah. a really, really nice finish and overall tasting whiskey that you could sip on after a day of work. Yeah. So it's uh, honestly really ideal for the season that we're currently going through and uh, our current workload. It's nice. So we did an interview with a guy also, uh, Tony DeYoung from Three Chord. He was kind enough to bring us down to his corporate office here in Clarence because like Mike was saying, this isn't a distillery, so we didn't go to their distillery. Yep. We went to their corporate offices in Clarence. They gave us awesome polos. These polos are the most comfortable polo I've ever been in. I love this. They are nice. They're very nice. Yeah. They, like, they like hug the bicep, too, so it makes it look like I work out. <laughs> yeah, so it's just like popping, bro. That's it. Um, and then we got the hats, too, which I have mine. Um, and then you gave yours to um, our buddy Brandon. Yes. And so he's a great guy. Um, very happy that we were able to sit down and talk with him. If you haven't listened to that interview, it released Friday, so go back and check that out. He really gets into why they're called Three Chord, the history of the company, who the founder is, which we can talk about too. I wrote some of that stuff down, but I really wanted to give credence to him to talk about his company rather than us talk about it. So, again, if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to Friday's 
release with him. It was great. Yeah, because he obviously does a much better job speaking on it than yeah, we Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. Right. So, Sitting here talking, oh, 95% Bry, and he's, no. <laughs> yeah, you guys are not even close. Yeah. <laughs> so. uh, they have three products, products though. They have a blended bourbon. They have this Amplify Rye, and they have a 12-year uh, aged bourbon, too. So... They have those three products. They're going to be releasing new stuff in come 2020, so there'll probably be more collaboration with us and him. Um, This three-quart bourbon started by this guy. His name's Neil Giraldo, and he was—he's like a famous singer-songwriter. Yeah, he's kind Um, of famous. Yeah, kind of. It's whatever. I mean, he only has 45 million records and produced basically five Grammys, so it's whatever. I mean, he's a no big deal. But he performed, written, and produced for Rick Derringer, Pat Benatar. John Waite, Rick Springfield, Kenny Loggins, and more. Yeah. So the dude's been all around. And he's, I mean, it's awesome to see these two industries combined. We're seeing that quite a bit. Absolutely. It's pretty interesting, though, because this guy clearly, like you stated, is not that famous. But, of course, he can figure <laughs> he out. He might be more famous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you but got he, noticed, uh, sidetrack. you got noticed at a concert the other day. I that did. was sick. Yeah, I did. Buffalo Happy Hour coming in hot. Yeah, that was uh, that was on our story. So if you don't follow us on on Instagram, you probably should because there's random things happening all around Buffalo now. So that's kind of yeah. cool. So anyways, this guy, um, like you stated, he's extremely into all of his projects that he has going on with music. He helped other artists get to the level that they're at, but then he also has a firsthand application. And ex- I don't even know what I'm trying to say, but mm-hmm. he's all in on three quart bourbon. Right. So Tony was discussing in the interview that he'll, I'm pretty sure it was in the interview. Mm-hmm. Um, he basically makes the final check before it f- is finalized, sure, whatever yeah, yeah. it is. If it's the, the logo, uh, the backstory, the product itself, and he does a really cool job with staying in it. So that's a really nice twist uh, to throw into the mix when we take a look at the rating. Yeah. Uh, for this product. Yeah, sometimes you see these famous people kind of take a backseat yeah. and not really care what the ending product is as long as they're technically endorsing it. Right. But it's cool to see this guy especially really take the reins and say, this isn't going out unless I try it. Mm-hmm. So it, it's really sweet. And we're really excited to try this and the other one too, which you'll be seeing probably in the near future. Yeah. But yeah, good stuff, man. Absolutely. <clears throat> so we'll rate this a little bit later, right? Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, we'll read it at the end. Um, but for people listening, I just wanted to touch on a few things for this whiskey. We kind of dove into it during the interview with Tony, but I just wanted to touch on the taste just to bring in what we're supposed to be experiencing with the whiskey and then giving the viewers something to look for if they are either going to purchase this as a gift or have it for themselves. Because the holiday season's coming up. Holiday season is coming up. Bourbon makes a great gift. Sure does. For dads, stepdads, father-in-laws, oh yeah, boyfriends, anyone really, all the things, all of them. So, or the uh, or the female that's trying to keep up with her husband that that's also true. drinks whiskey. That's a good point. They exist. Um, or the wife trying to keep up with their wife. Or patrons trying to support us. Or patrons trying go. to support us. <laughs> or husbands trying to keep up with husbands. Right there, you go. Yeah. <laughs> you name it. You got to keep going. So, uh, the taste is a deep citrus with black pepper. Um, it's spicy, but also a smooth finish. Uh, the aroma is obviously rye and black cherry. So it is a really nice, well-blended whiskey that is for someone that appreciates whiskey, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's not going to be overbearing. Right. Um, and then Tony is the one that also introduced us to the term hug. So this is a nice hug to it. Uh, I wouldn't say it's an overbearing hug by any right. means, but it's a, it's a nice product. The, the, the hug is really how it feels going down, like where it's... Where it's finishing sits. and where it sits, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in your throat. Uh, and really, we haven't heard that term before. I mean, we've heard it, but we haven't heard it in his context before going to that interview. So it was right. really cool to get that perspective. And that's the whole point of this podcast is to keep getting people, different industry leaders, there what they feel their whiskey does. Mm-hmm. And if he thinks that it hugs down here, and you feel that too, it's spot on, man. He, he was right on with every single one of those. Yeah. He has a lot of experience too. He's been in the industry for almost ever. Yeah. Um, I was I was what three four years old when mm-hmm. he first got into it. Yeah. So it's crazy because I'm almost thirty. But anyways, you want to touch on the 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 segment for this episode, which is the five interesting yeah yeah laws. let's do it. So what I want to do here is since there's no whiskey or I couldn't find any whiskey specific laws. I'm going to read you some alcohol-specific laws that exist around the country, and I want your reaction to them. Because they're pretty funny. Okay. 
Uh, I got this from Thrillist.com. The Thrillist.com. The Thrillist of the Thrill. Hashtag not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. They could be, though, if they wanted to. Yeah. All right, so Oklahoma. All right. If your beer is more than 4% alcohol, it has to be served at room temperature. That can't be enforced. I mean, these are laws. It's not like... There's discretion. I, yeah, there's there's okay. really no like actual enforcement details on this, but that's a law in Oklahoma, is that if your beer is more than 4% alcohol, it has to be sold at room temperature. Sold? Yeah. Oh, maybe it is. Okay, all right. That's- oh, yeah, like you can sell it at room temperature and then go home and put it in your fridge and then drink it. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, who the hell is going to drink warm beer? <laughs> like, someone's looking through your window like, I <laughs> yeah. see those cans are blue. Those yeah. are cold cans. <laughs> yeah, like the beer DEC officers that just walk around. Sir, <laughs> do, do, do you have... Oh, jeez, Cleo's going to bark. Sir, is that cold beer? Yeah, that, that would be, like, nearly impossible to force. But, yeah, so it has to be sold at room temperature. Interesting. What's your favorite beer? And do you like drinking it ice cold like I drink my water or do you like drinking it a little bit less cold? No. I like cold beer and I like my chicken wings cold as well when they're left over. I don't put my chicken wings in the microwave. No, you can't do that because yeah. it ruins everything yeah. about the chicken I'm wings. not a terrorist so <laughs> my there goes fi- all those listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Mine is four subscribers. Yep. So for my favorite beer this is a hell of a question yeah. man. Uh, side note, when I did some research on this, I heard that partially with the whiskey research that I've done is your tongue isn't programmed to taste extreme temperatures, whether that's hot temperatures or cold temperatures. And for premium, premium beers, you're supposed to drink them near room temperature because that's where all the flavors come out. Okay. So the worst tasting beers advertise them being the coldest, like Coors Light. Coors Light is not a very good beer, in my opinion. I agree with you. And they advertise our beer is as cold as the Rockies. Look at this blue mountain here. This shows that our beer is cold. But it tastes terrible. But that's how they can mask the taste is by making it as cold as possible. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Knowledge, bro. Knowledge. Knowledge is power. <laughs> so, because I switched from beer to whiskey, and now I'm almost... I'm getting called a whiskey snob. Are you really? Yeah. No. I am. That's true. I've been too. But it's it's more because of the uh, the housewife, the BHH uh, okay, housewife. She's calling me whiskey snob. So at least it's not some rando on the street. Correct. Or yeah. someone you meet at a concert. Yeah, exactly. So the f- beer for me, my go-to used to be Labatt Blue. Uh, that's what I grew up drinking. And then that's just what was always in the house because mm-hmm. my dad drank it. And then I kind of made beer like a, a treat, like a delicacy. Oh, okay. So like when I was a kid, you couldn't have... Um, like Pepsi. Pepsi would be a treat sure. or just pop in general. But so when I treated beer as a treat, my favorite became uh, Sam Adams Cherry Wheat. Oh, okay. And I love it. I also like Corona. So flavored beers, you're, you're more apt for the flavored. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Mine, I have this thought in my head that green bottled beers taste better. Green lives matter, as some would say. So they like Yingling, <laughs> Yingling, Stella Artois. Uh, Peroni is a Italian beer. All those I feel like taste better than brown bottled beers. Stella's good. I give it up. It, it has to deal with like there's actually science behind it in the way that the light is refracting through the lighter bottle rather mm-hmm. than the darker bottle, mm-hmm. and it's making it more of a, a skunky taste. I guess people describe it as because Stella Peroni, um, I forgot Bach. I think is green bottle too. Those have a stronger. Um, like skunky taste skunky has such a bad connotation to it but it has that type of flavor to it uh, but that that's my favorite i love green bottle beers yingling's my all-time favorite i will crack open a bottle of yingling any day yingling is good stella's also good those are those are for me top tier beers so if you go but, out and you take and you get stella do you like it when they give you in that huge chalice or do you like it like a little more low-key you no, know what i'm talking about yeah i'm all about the chalice really yeah, yeah. I, i'm i'm sometimes like indifferent to it Really? Like, I don't want to be like, yeah, look at me. I got this chalice here. Like, I'm pretty pretty special. Right. Like, I would rather have a, a low-key drink. But then sometimes I like the, the chalice. Do you aerate your beer so you don't bloat? No. Come on. Okay. <laughs> I gotcha. I'll aerate the wine, but not the beer. Right. Yeah. I started aerating my beer when I was in Germany for an army course. Really? Yeah. My buddy taught me how to do it. They taste... How do you do it? You Swirl ba- it? Yeah, you basically just stir it. Oh, okay. Um, or... <laughs> here's the story. 
when so we went to Germany for a course and uh, it was like a week was it like a week and a half two week course um, and at the end of class we'd all go back to our respective hotel which is like this family owned mm-hmm. Germany ran like family ran hotel it was their home that they converted into a hotel oh, okay. it's a farm and inside of their property they had a brewery oh, so sweet. you would give them um, currency and then they'd give you like this huge glass of beer and my buddy would sit there and just stir it and he's in phenomenal shape as a firefighter um, he runs all the time he's like big in the community for running throughout New York City and he always has abs and I'm like dude how do you keep abs if you drink beer and he goes because I aerate it and I was like what do you mean he goes, I aerate it because all the bubbles is actually what produces the bloat yep. in your stomach. And I said, okay. He goes, so typically what I do is I stir it if it's tap or if somebody pours it for me. But sometimes I'll ask, can I have a glass and a bottle? So if I do that, then I literally pour straight vertical instead of tilting the glass yeah. and the and the bottle. He'll just pour the – he'll keep the glass on the table and pour it vertical. And then that way it'll just be all foam. And then when all of that foam goes away – he drinks. That's what's left. Yeah. And then he drinks when all the foam is gone. And it's aerated. Interesting. So I started doing that. <laughs> My buddy goes, he goes, what is that for? What are you, pouring like Hillary Clinton? <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> so it was just like a week-long joke because I kept ruining That's beers. That's awesome. Yeah, it was right. But I felt great. I didn't bloat. And it worked. Interesting. I'll have to try that next time. Yeah. Have you tried the, like, chocolate beers? Yeah. I have. What are your thoughts on those? Not, I mean, dude, I love chocolate. Yeah. I mean, we talked about it bad. with the screwball episode mm-hmm. when we did that. Those are the beer that you can have one of, and then that's it. Because you'll get so sick because they're so sweet. Oh, yeah. But yeah, th- those are good. I remember having a couple of those, and then I got, I didn't feel very well after. But anyway, <laughs> so next weird alcohol fact. This one's coming from Texas. Okay. You are only allowed to drink three sips of beer while standing. The rest, you must, it must be drank sitting down. Yeah, a thousand percent not enforced. <laughs> None of these are going to be enforced, yeah, dude. It's Texas, man. Yeah, it's no way that these can be enforced. But it's interesting that these are, I mean, I don't know how accurate these are. These could be <laughs> like Wikipedia facts someone just put on there. Like, oh, someone will believe this. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so that's Texas. Okay. Do you, have you ever shotgunned a beer? Like, yes. are you a big shotgunner? No. No. I'm not, but I've done it. What do you normally poke the can with? A key? Do you? That's in my pocket? Yeah. What, why? Do you have a special tool? No. Like a shotgunning tool? Yeah. Like you just shoot it with a shotgun and then you drink it. <laughs> <laughs> it's shotgunning, kid. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what happened to my can. <laughs> Goddamn, all the beer went away. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, I, don't, I don't have a special tool for it. But I, I like did it a couple times and I wasn't... I mean, it was fun to do, I guess, but... I'd rather drink my beer slow instead of, oh, I feel sick now. I know. I can only imagine kids in high school and college now in, like, shop class that are making specific tools out of wood. I bet that happens. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Well, they have those um, knives now that have the uh, thing. (laughs) No, they have the the knives that are pocket knives. Jesus, I couldn't say pocket knives. Oh, okay. That you can break glass with you know yeah, the end punchers. Of it. yeah you could probably use that for your beer well of course of you key, could but... but then you can also use the knife so <laughs> i guess it doesn't really matter <laughs> oh this is off the rails already all right yeah. so th- the next weird fact is massachusetts there's no happy hours with alcohol in massachusetts that makes sense that state's miserable well the state's economy would lose about one million three hundred and nine thousand seven hundred eighty eight dollars per hour because oh, of discounted beer yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can I be more specific? <laughs> what is that? And 48 cents. <laughs> but yeah, the, the state would lose that much money per hour because of all the alcoholics that live in Massachusetts. <laughs> if you discount the beer, you'd lose a ton. It's not like happy hours are going to get people into the bars to drink. People are already in the bars drinking. I know, that's true. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Freaking Patriots The next fans. one here, this is a good one. Yeah, I know. Screw the Patriots. Uh, the next one here is from Alaska. This one's a good one. It is illegal to give Moose a beer. Somebody Moose must have done it. Yeah. Well, these laws are in place for some reason, dude. That's what I'm saying. Someone must have done it. Yeah. But it's illegal specifically to give a Moose a beer. There's a lot of dry counties in Alaska, too. Yeah. Surprisingly, there's a lot of dry counties in Kentucky. Which you wouldn't have thought because that's right. the bourbon capital of the world. Right, yeah, they don't care. But there's a ton of dry counties in Kentucky. I'm surprised at how many dry counties there actually are. 
places that you're still so dry county for everyone listening is a county that's not allowed to sell alcohol it's still forbidden yeah it's against the law there's also uh there's like quaker states like pennsylvania so they have all different laws pertaining to alcohol and how they do things down there too really yeah it's interesting yeah all right then the final one here is from south carolina slash kentucky in both these states all right it's illegal to drink on election day these are weird dude all election days yep wow because you know there's like different you know yeah like town right yeah federal state yeah yeah wow but yeah those are the weird whiskey laws that we researched for today's episode those I are pretty like funny that. man my, yeah, my favorite is the uh then you can't give a moose a beer it could be a deer dough but it could be can't give a moose a beer it's just like you can't whale hunt in tennessee it's like the same thing it's like where you're can't whale hunt in tennessee yeah it's a law in tennessee you can't whale hunt yeah like i'm gonna go in my backyard and whale hunt I mean, it, your land lane locked. Yeah, but so where are you gonna whale hunt? I don't know, man, because whale season's in October, right, boys? <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that's it. Oh my god, this is all right. This is the end of the bubble lab. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We also have to give a, th- a shout out to Tony because he hooked us up with these uh, three chord bourbon rock glasses. Yeah, these sick glasses. Yeah. So they start square and end circle. Damn right. So that's like some three D printing marvel. And then the bottom is like legit, just straight, yeah. super thick glass. And it These has the awesome. logo etched on it, which is sick. Mm-hmm. Perfectly tuned taste, bourbon. Yeah, well, the water coming out of these are mint right now. <clears throat> Hell yeah, dude. It's cold as the Rockies, right? That's what I'm talking about. Just straight Coors Light. <laughs> so should we do cocktail and then bills? Yeah, Because there's it. a lot of things we have to talk about with the bills. Dude, we got a ton to talk there's about. There's like two weeks. Yeah. Because we didn't talk about Denver and we didn't talk about... The Dallas. Cowboys. Yeah. 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 Let's right. jump into cocktails. All right. Derek, drop the beer for the cocktail section. Cocktails. So my cocktail is Liverpool Smash. Nice. <laughs> so. Liverpool Smash. Liverpool Smash consists of three cord bourbon, a white claw, natural lime. Ooh. And a wedge Throwing of... No laws with the claws, dude. No laws. Exactly relevant to what we just talked That's, about. And uh, honestly, that was not planned. No, it was not. So uh, You didn't even know I was doing that segment. No. And then you're going to finish with a wedge of lemon. Oh, so lime and lemon? Yeah, so you're getting three-quart bourbon, white claw, to eliminate all laws. That's natural lime flavor, and then a wedge of lemon. You're nice. going to put that potentially with some ice, maybe not, and then... Uh, have at it. Yeah. You know, tickle your own fancy. That's sick. Oh, yeah. So, again, going back to the history of this company, Neil Giraldo, 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 I'm pretty sure. Uh-huh. Neil Giraldo, he's a G. So, you know what his cocktail is? Just give me the 12-bar reserve, neat. It's not even a cocktail. He's just like, <laughs> give it to me straight, man. I want it. I love that. Yeah. But uh, my cocktail is the Motown Mule. The Motown Mule. Do you like mules? Yeah, yeah. I do. Mules are so good. They're dangerous, too. So it's uh, one part three-quart bourbon, three parts ginger beer, three Michigan tart cherries, and then you slap the mint again, and then you put it right in there, and then that's your mule. Wow. Yeah. So you're using the three-quart bourbon instead of vodka, because normally mules are made with vodka. Right. Yeah. But yeah, really interesting. Um, Neil's a G. He's just like, I want it straight. Don't give me any speed bumps or anything. Nothing. We got to meet him. We got to have him on the podcast one of these days. That would be awesome. Yeah. We'll probably have to travel to him. Right. Worth it. After the holidays. How was your Thanksgiving? It was good. It was busy. Yeah. Um, busy with a lot of relaxation. So, AKA, not busy at all. Good. I Perfect. had my future mother in law stay at the house all weekend. Uh, we hosted. And nice. she came in from out of town. So, she's a huge Disney fan. Uh, once again, just trying to throw oh, it in your face. Disney yeah. Fan. So, Disney I. Plus. <laughs> my sister's like, I signed us up for Disney Plus. I'm like, you can go away now. <laughs> Obviously, she listens to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. So she's a, uh, like I said, a huge Disney fan. And then I got corrected within the first hour for being at the house. In the first episode, I stated that uh, Colleen and her family went to Disney every year. Correction, it was every three years. Oh. So. Shunned, man. I, I mean, you know, either Wedding's way. Wedding's off. Yeah, the wedding's <laughs> off. Either way, it's still more than I've ever went in my life. Right. So there's that. Um, doesn't change anything I said. Well, she, she listens to the podcast, so that's sick. Yeah, she does. She does so we're us. five subscribers now, right? Yes. Perfect. Doing good. So, because clearly we lost 54 of them as soon as yeah, we ter- started this episode. Fine. But yeah, so she came, uh, we hung out, we made our own Thanksgiving dinner, relaxed with Sam, and then uh, celebrated the last of his 
second year of life. Uh, he turns three tomorrow. Oh, cool. So we're prepping for his birthday Damn, tomorrow. three already? Yeah. I'm what are you, are you doing, like, the basic white girl stuff where you're going to get him a cupcake and all that? So Colleen got him a toy. Nice. Yeah. And then we actually decided that we're going to give him that on Christmas. Oh, cool. And then I got him a huge jumbo bone. It's, dude, it's huge. Oh, yeah, huge. I saw that. <laughs> it's huge. So what I is got it, like, that. two feet? It looked big in that picture. I, I got to measure it, but, yeah, yeah it's a It's probably got to be something like that, right? Yeah. So he'll just spend hours cleaning it, and then uh, I don't think he'll try to break it in half or anything, but he'll just work all the ends and, yeah. and clean it up. So I got him that, and then she typically throws, like, peanut butter in his Kong or tries to make him, like, treats Yeah, um, that's dog-friendly. So we're excited. Celebrate our uh, our little boy's there you go. third birthday. Third birthday already. Cleo just turned four. It's crazy, uh, man. A couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I know. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy stuff. My my Thanksgiving was pretty good. We had, my mom and my sister and I went to Baltimore. My mom's part of this study. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we went to Baltimore. And craziest thing, dude. Not 100% fan of Baltimore. Sorry for everybody that lives there. Weird city. Their harbor's really nice, though, isn't it? Yeah, very nice. Okay. So that is one thing that they do 100% right. I went yeah. down there for my job. And I was down by the harbor every night, like, reading. I don't ever read, but for something, some reason, right in front of that water, the harbor area was just mint. Yeah. I loved it. But we went down there, and we're driving to the the study, and I look to my left, and there's cop cars everywhere, like, blocking off the street. And I look further, and there's a car flipped over, which is terrible. Like, obviously, wish everyone the best of health. Hopefully, everything's good there. Right. But they were looking for somebody. And I'm like... What's going on? And then I drove up a couple blocks, and there was this woman just in shambles, no shoes, just walking across the street. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? Does that have any relation to this car crash? What is this woman doing? She was in bare feet. I, I don't know if she was homeless or if she was part of this car wreck. Right. I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. She didn't look homeless. She looked fine. But, dude, it was strange. And then I dropped them off to get Starbucks. My mom and my sister drove down the street. Not a good area. Yeah, there's a lot of crime in Baltimore. There's a lot of crime in Baltimore. A lot of crime. Yeah. And when I drove down that street, I was, like, scared. Right. Did you take your car down there? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Probably not the best idea. Right. But, I mean, the other thing to that is we either take my car, which gets decent gas mileage, or my sister's Jeep. So, we took my car. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because you want to drive more than 60 miles at a time. Right, yeah. And I get down in record time, you know. Like, it says eight hours to get down there, and I'm in there like four and a half. And I'm like, all right, sweet. What do we do now for the next four hours? You know about that. (laughs) Yes, I do. Yeah. It's a pretty interesting time driving with you. Yeah, crazy stuff. But yeah, Thanksgiving was good. We had like four dinners, or or five dinners. Five dinners we had. All with different... different Yeah, we had like a Friendsgiving. Okay. And then Thanksgiving Day... Gina's family does two different Thanksgiving. So they have one Thanksgiving at like 1 o'clock that is all Italian food. So penne, um, meatballs, sausage, short rib, all this stuff. Like an Italian side. And they wait half hour. And then they bring out the turkey and everything. Stuffing, mashed potatoes and all that. So you just get destroyed. And then we went, we left and we went to my dad's house for a second or third meal that day. And we just had Thanksgiving the other day at my mom's. What's your favorite Thanksgiving food? Like, if you had to name one, don't say try- all of it, just one. I'm tr- still trying to process the amount of food that is in front of you yeah. on your Thanksgiving. Um, do you, that's do you know if there's people out there that don't like their food touching? Yeah, there's a ton of people like that. Why? It's I, all going to the same place. They don't think about that. So what's your favorite Thanksgiving food? <laughs> I actually have a favorite dish that most people hate, and it makes my soul warm than on the, out- on the outlier. <laughs> I love it. Rebel. What is yeah. it? Green bean casserole. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So we actually made a healthy version of it this year. Um, there you was would. no like, yeah. There was no. My camp. favorite part of the Thanksgiving is the healthy part. Well, no. So Colleen, <laughs> Colleen goes, fine. I like the water. Yeah. She's. <laughs> <laughs> You're terrible. So she goes, we're hosting. I'll honor it. Like whatever. I'll make you the dish, but I'm gonna do it my way. I was oh, you like, guys hosted. Yeah. Oh, cool. I was like, all right, do it. So she made everything fresh with nothing out of a can, um, and it was great. There was no, like, cream of mushroom oh, soup. Cool. Like, it was just fresh mushroom that she sliced up and then threw it in. Uh, it was really, really good. So that's my favorite. What's yours? Green beans are very underrated vegetables. 
Oh, yeah. They're very versatile. Oh, yeah. If you're gnawing on them raw, you're probably not going to like them if that's your first time having them. But if you mix them with some olive oil and some slivered onions or something, they're a very good dish. I can eat them in any way. I oh. love snap peas, yeah. straight peas, green beans. That's my jam. Yeah. I give two for me, one for Sam. There you go. Oh, yeah. Healthy dog. That, dude. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> what do you think my favorite part is? Think of who I am. And just yeah. guess. Any, any type of pasta. Because that's apparently your thing is you're your I first mean, Italian. Yeah. I, I so love, outside of I that, pasta. yeah, outside of that, like your traditional Thanksgiving meal, what do you think my favorite would be? Stuffing. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Are you kidding? My stepsister made it with sausage in that. Yeah, I'm gonna destroy the whole thing. Are you kidding? My mom gave me a whole like platter of leftovers, and I'm like, that's gonna be gone by tomorrow for sure. It's awesome. And then my mom also makes. Actually, my sister made a lot of it this year. She made uh, like the. Cheesy potatoes with bacon and stuff, dude. It's my jam. Anything that's unhealthy, give it to me right now. I'm good. <laughs> I love it. I was almost going to order a pizza on the way home. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, but <laughs> stuffing and mashed potatoes are my favorite for sure. That's good. It's good times. Yeah, yeah. That makes me happy. And now it's already December. It is. It is already December. Did you get to watch the game on Thanksgiving? The Bills? Yeah. 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 Um, Did you dedicate time for it? It's tough watching games at four. We're so used to being terrible and watching our games at one with every other football game. That's true. And we weren't used to being primetime ever. No. However, it was the most watched game in 27 years, so that's pretty cool. Most, yeah, it's crazy, right? Yeah, but the... So Colleen cooked. Um, that's her That's her role. Like, she's all in. She loves cooking. And I give it to her. I'm like, whatever, have at it. I'll clean. So she missed some of the planning. And... Excuse me. We ended up eating later than we wanted so the food was ready at 4 30 oh wow so i had to record the first 10 15 minutes of the game and then we ate we relaxed for half an hour and then came back and watched um what i had recorded and then we caught up with real time and then switched back over to the game and then finished it so um but yeah i did watch the game i was very happy and it was uh a pleasant experience that first drive was scary for dallas as yeah. soon as they came out and literally marched right down the field with zero blocking, I was like, this is it. That we're going to get embarrassed on national television. Yeah. I was listening to our episode that just released today on Monday, and I was like, I was so negative in our episode. Yeah, well, we didn't know what to expect. Yeah. We opened at seven-point underdogs. Yeah. And everyone thought that we were going to get blown out. After that first drive, I was scared. Yep. And then we scored, what, 21, 23 unanswered points? Yeah. Dude, I am very, very, very proud of this team. I am too. And I also like how Allen was extremely comfortable and none of the pressure got to him, which is what we talked about in the last episode. Mm-hmm. And it was like his big test as a pro, but that was yeah. his best game as a pro right? so far. So I have some stats on it too. Yeah, go for it. Um, so Josh Allen against the Broncos was a 60% uh, completion rating. He was 15 of 25. For 185 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Against the Cowboys, he was a 79% completion rating. It was 19 for 24, 231 yards, one touchdown, zero interceptions. He also ran for a touchdown. Um, Didn't he throw a pick? Or was that against no, Denver? it was against Denver. He threw a pick. Oh, okay. So he went from his quarterback rating of 92.9 against the Broncos to 120.7 against the Cowboys. It's crazy. So, and it was the same thing last year. So Josh Allen was progressively getting better as the year went along last year, mm-hmm. and then it took him like three, four weeks this year to shake off rust and then settle back down and start learning again and go through his progressions mm-hmm. and everything else. And then now he's just, it. I mean, every week is just blowing it away and blowing yeah. it away and making more plays. But it's way more intelligent play on his part, and it shows throughout because his leadership is just taking over the team. Right. So I love his first down play where he picked up the ball and then forced the first down to uh, convert. That fourth down? Yeah, yeah. that was crazy. So that was cool. How do you find a ball in that mess? I don't know because they always compare Josh Allen to Cam Newton yeah. based on his running abilities and everything else. But then during that play, Cam Newton, there's there's tape of it. Like he would just give up if the mm-hmm. ball was on the ground. He's like, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not getting after that. And because then, it's a high probability of you getting injured. Yeah, extreme, which, I mean, you're making millions. You're in the NFL. Like, I don't blame you. Like, it's it's one play. Right. Let it go. Um, but Josh Allen's like, nah, like, we're here to win. Like, 
we have to convert here. It's fourth down. He finds the ball, picks it up, and then he steps over a defender, plants his leg, and then just drives it home. And I'm like, man, this is just like everything awesome. you wanted to see. Yeah. yeah, and it's just great. He doesn't care. He just wants to win. Um, but that was his best game as a pro and the best game of the year so far. Um, and then I also wanted to touch on McDermott, who has the third most wins, uh, 24 wins in three seasons, and he's tied with Marv Levy and Nick Saban. Really? So Yeah, so Marv Levy's got 28, and then Nick Saban has uh, just over 24. Wow. So, yeah, so McD's doing really, really well. And then he's currently at a point five four five over three years as a coach. Okay, cool. So, but it's growing. I mean, we realistically have a chance of being eleven and what eleven and four, eleven and eleven and five, whatever the math is. Yeah, eleven and five. So, eleven wins, man. I'm I'm happy with that. And right now, as of this point, what's the date? November. December second. Yeah, just nailed it. December second. <laughs> um, I'm still in last month. Yep, nailed it. Got it. We have a 96% chance of making the playoffs. So, what do you think about Lamar Jackson? Fast forwarding to this next week. We can talk about Dallas still, but yeah. what do you think about so, Lamar? I think that we have an option. Not an option. That's, not, that's the wrong word. We have the ability to slow him down, but I don't think we have the ability to stop him. No. Um, he was recommended by all the experts and draft analysis dudes to go to the combine as a wide receiver, not as a quarterback. And then they compared a lot of the local community compared him to Tyrod. Um, obviously it's not the case. He's just a freak athlete. Yeah. He's already blowing numbers away from Mike Vick and Mike Vick was a phenom when he played. Um, and it's interesting to see how he'll handle our defense. We have a great defense and it was the same thing with the Cowboys. The Cowboys have never seen our defense. Yeah. So when we came up and then, we did some things that weren't on tape uh, and then kept confusing Dak Prescott, threw him off his game, yeah. and then got pressure on him. That was the game changer. So for Baltimore, if we can contain him, just like how the 49ers did, to a point, if you can contain Lamar to within the pocket, he's still a great quarterback. Yeah. He's still going to make great plays. But your chances increase. So I think that we have to keep the outside pressure and not let him get loose. My biggest concern is that we don't have – every answer when it comes to filling holes. Mm-hmm. So, any slippery. Right. The good thing with that, though, is we do have... There's a couple of good things with that. One, we have some really quick linebackers, which would be good to chase him down. Yeah, man, Because we need somebody to have a spy on him the whole game. Well, they will. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's You would the first think so, but did mm-hmm. you see the San Francisco game? There was the uh, fourth and two or whatever, where everybody went for the handoff to Mark Ingram. It was a right great in fake. the gut. It was a great fake, man. Well, I get that, but you can't be faked by that. You have the biggest rushing quarterback in the NFL right now. How are you being faked by that where literally everybody's running there? You don't need everybody running there. You need somebody on him, and he's just blowing them away. Mm-hmm. He got a, more rush yards, I think, in this last week than he did pass yards. Yeah. He only had 105 pass yards or something stupid like that. Yeah, well, look at the weather, too. Well, yeah, but they still scored a ton. Yeah, well, of course. They so have a great offense. We need Milano or somebody to just have an eye on him the entire game. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about Mark Ingram. He's not that good of a running back. Right. He was a backup to Alvin Kamara, which Alvin Kamara is a tank. But he was a backup to Alvin Kamara. Let all of our defensive linemen handle him. Yeah, but and just did you keep see how well Ingram's Lamar. doing this year? He is doing good. Because everyone's focusing on Lamar. If we can have one person focusing on Lamar... Yeah, but he's catching passes out of the backfield, too, right, yeah. which is what makes him a dual threat. It's just it's terrifying. Yeah. They're a really good, complete football team. The good thing, too, with our team is our defense regularly practices against Allen, who is obviously not as much of a running threat, mm-hmm. but he's still a, a mobile quarterback. True. So it's not like they're practicing regularly against Brady and then have no idea what they're getting themselves into when Lamar comes. Yep. They are practicing against a mobile quarterback. And the same with Josh Allen. He, who's Josh? I don't know who Josh Allen is, but I know who Josh Allen is. <laughs> Same thing with him. He's practicing against an elite defense every single week. Yeah, He's bound to get better. Right. People underestimate that practice in the scrimmage. They don't take it like a practice. They take it like a real game. Yeah, absolutely. So I think both between this practice, we have an extended break because we played on Thursday. 11 days. They are have a shorter break, and they got beat up by San Francisco because San Francisco did put on a game. Yeah. The only thing that I'm worried about, honestly, is how much money. How's it go? That's it? That's it. That's, that's the only that's thing you're worried about? about? Yeah. All right. 
because I think that our defense is going to do a good job containing them. They do not have a stud wide receiver. Marquise Brown has not been doing very well. Um, Willie Sneed is a nobody anymore. I mean, he's how old? 75 years old, I think. He's going to have the game of his life against us. Watch. And we have amazing cornerbacks. We have great safeties. I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about Lamar Jackson and our kicking defense. And our kicking. Right. That's what I'm worried about. I think Allen is going to destroy the Baltimore defense. I think it's going to be a good game. I think we have an ability to win this one. Cheers. Cheers to that, for sure. We'll see how it goes. Absolutely. And then we have the the, uh, game against New England, too, which we can win that one. We could, I mean, realistically, we could win out. It's the NFL any given Sunday. We're just going to see how we how we play and how we handle it. But yeah, we got the Ravens, the Steelers, the Patriots, and the Jets. So even yeah. if we only win two of those games, we're still doing ninety six percent. Man, yeah. we're going to the playoffs. I know, pumped. We're I just right want now that first round by though, dude. Right now we're fighting to win the division, <laughs> which we I don't, won't though. If we win yeah. out, New England has to lose two games, I think. Right, and they have KC, and then us. And then Miami and Jets. Or yeah. Cincy or something. Miami and Cincy. Cincy. Yeah, but I don't I don't so think they have, they're gonna lose too many games. Not those. So. They have the ability to lose to the KC because yeah. Mahomes can do whatever he needs. And, and I does. think that they have the potential to lose to us. Yeah, me too. So we could potentially win the division if we went out. Mm-hmm. Which would be insane. When was the last time we won the division? Ninety six? I think or two thousand three, maybe. I don't know. One of those. We won the division and it was like, what are we doing? <laughs> it wasn't in the Super Bowl time. Yeah. I don't know the, uh, I don't know the specifics on when on when that was, but crazy stuff, man. Extremely crazy. You want to get to rating this? Let's do it. All right. So from a label and branding perspective, mm-hmm. what do you got? I got an A plus, man. I like the story behind it. I like the label. It's simple, um, but it also encompasses their story with the pick, which is nice. Got to be careful there, hot shot. Yeah, this table is going to start doing kickflips on you. Yeah, relax there. Freaking heel flip, kickflip. Mm-hmm. Um, let's not have this by the microphone. Perfect. All right, there we go. Um, there's Cleo. She wants some whiskey also. That's right. She's um, Jesus high. Christ doing a heavy pour. <laughs> so yeah, I agree. I think this is an A plus. So for the people that do not follow our social media, we did erase the whiteboard yes. because now we are doing round two. Technically, it's still the same season, but we're doing round two because we ran out of room on this very elegant and extravagant whiteboard. That's right. So now we're starting over. This is an A+. Plus. I agree with that. What about the nose? I like it, man. Yeah. What are, you, what are you getting? I'm getting brown sugar and honey. I'm getting the pepper. Really? In the smell? <clears throat> yeah. You're not? should probably breathe away from the bike instead of... <sighs> Breathe them right into the microphone here. Just super intense. No, I'm getting a lot of brown sugar and honey in this. This this hits my nose, and I'm I've also drank a lot of it. So hold on, it's probably because I'm still tasting it while I'm trying to smell it. Yeah, I'm just too intense. That mouth, bro. I know. Are you gonna put some of this homogenous, non-homogenous leaf water in? Yeah, I can. I gotta add a little more. Oh god, it's so good, dude. It is. This is very good. But yeah, I'm getting a lot of brown sugar. Oh, no. Put some of that stuff in there because now as soon as I smell it, I'm smelling a lot of citrus. Wow. Interesting. That completely changed. What? That's not right. There's so much going on, dude. Yeah, there's so much going on. Way to make a ton of noise, too. Just kidding. I made more. But yeah, so I think we got to write this stuff down, too. So the label branding, A+. Nose, so you're getting... I'm getting brown sugar, honey. You're getting pepper. Pepper and cherry. And cherry, Okay. We're just covering all bases here. Um, all that's things. a very dynamic nose, man. I would give that an A++. A++. All right, perfect. Initial taste. Hold on, I got to add my homogenous, non-homogenous, hemlock, leaf lock water. <laughs> Remember the first time and I just completely botched that? <laughs> I'm like, I have no idea what I'm talking about, but I'm just going to throw up words and hopefully it sticks. Now it's episode 10 and we're still doing it? Yeah, we still don't know what it is. Changes a lot with that. Yeah. It's really good. Wow. So initial taste, what do you think? I'm getting a lot of citrus. A plus check mark. A plus check mark, okay. Ending notes. That's crazy that I did not taste or smell the citrus at all. No. Before that. Yeah, it's separate. As soon as I put that in, yeah, it just brought it all up. Wow. So ending notes. 
I would probably say A++. I like the ending notes a lot to this. Do it you? has a ton of flavors to me. I don't know why I always do this hand motion I don't when either. I'm talking about the ending notes. Because I'm thinking that it's patting my tongue. I'm giving it an uh, A++ check mark. So that's either or. A++ or plus plus check mark. We can do both, man. We can do both. Yeah, we did that for the one foot cock. Which we gotta try. We got a new one foot cock bottle. We do. We have a new product. Pumped. So many products. Yeah, I know, really. So for final rating. Oh, hold on. Ending note, what are we tasting? Uh, I'm tasting the citrus for the ending note. Same. With some pepper. Yep. I'm tasting citrus and pepper. Yep. I like this one a lot. Me too. This one is, I don't know if we've had, it's probably the rye, to be honest, but I don't know if we've had a whiskey that had this high of a pepper yet. No. But again, it's probably the rye, because the rye adds a little bit of the pepper. <clears throat> yeah, it's really good. Yeah. All right, so pepper, citrus, all right, final rating. Ready? I don't know, man. I'm actually torn. Now we don't have anything to reference, because we erased the damn whiteboard. We shouldn't have erased it, man. I know where I'm at on this. <laughs> what? I know where I'm at on this. Are you? Mm-hmm. All right. One, two, three. 95.5. Damn. So 94.75. This is your favorite one so far. Yeah, I like this one a lot. All right, so. So 95.7, or 94.75. That's where we're at, boys. Hold on, I'm doing the math correctly here. Yeah, because we don't want another yeah. mess up. 94.75. That's it. Glad you were right. That was our, that was a, I really, really enjoyed that one. Yeah, me too. I love this whiskey. Yeah. This, this is, is a great gift. Yeah. And it's a really good price point too. Yeah, absolutely. What, what, do you remember what it was listed at? I know it was below 50. I just know it's below 50. Yeah. And for what this is, it's ridiculous. This is, uh, I mean, we did that episode last week, so we can talk about yeah. the, the differences. The last week episode with Cask and Crew. Completely different whiskey than what this is. Yes. They're a similar company by taking in the whiskey. Mm -hmm. I think that they take theirs in from Indiana, Tennessee, and Kentucky, I'm pretty sure. So they do three, three cord bourbon. Mm -hmm. Get it? Three, three cord. Um, How many times can I say three cord? But they, uh, three cord, three, 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 three (laughs) cord. Uh, They do a similar process as what Cask and Crew did. Right. But they went for a more traditional, mature... I don't want to say mature because it makes the counter of that is immature. Yeah, but, but they're aiming for a diff- yeah they're aiming for a separate demographic mm-hmm. than Cask and Crew. Both are really good products. Yeah, absolutely, and both are very good gifts if you know who you're buying for. Yes, if you like, if you're buying for somebody that is a traditional whiskey drinker, you can get them this, or you can get them the Cask and Crew that we haven't reviewed yet. Yes, if you're getting for somebody that enjoys occasional whiskey, isn't like a put hair in your chest type of person, then that cast and crew walnut toffee or any of the other cast and crews would work too. Yep. But this one, it, it hits you. We're not sugarcoating it. It hits you good. It's a like an actual whiskey. It hugs you right in the middle. Yep. I think this was his middle one because that's where I'm feeling this. I'm feeling it right in the middle. Yeah. And this is just a great whiskey. It is. I like it. Yeah. Very good. Very good. All right, Mike, what else? What else you got going on? What's going on for this week? We got Christmas spirits on, well, it would be tonight based on when this gets released. Yeah. Or Wednesday, December 4th. Yeah. So, so it happened already. Yeah. Depending so, on if this is the clip or not. Depending on if this is the clip or not. Yeah. We got the power. We do have the power. So, yeah. No, dude, the editing guy upstairs, he's going <laughs> to have to make sure. Um, Love it. But yeah, we got Christmas spirits coming up or it just happened. We're very excited. Um, if you didn't go, it was a great event. Look out for next year. It was a fantastic <laughs> event. We're so happy with all the publicity it gave us. I mean, we just skyrocketed. Yeah. Um, no, but really it, it was, it will be a great event. And mm-hmm. if you missed out on this year, make sure you're in the know, go like Elkid Development's pa- Facebook page because they're probably going to be doing more of this. I mean, this is the Christmas event, but they might do a spring event. They might do a summer event, depending on how well this goes. Yeah, they if could not, do more. there's all the distilleries that are going to be there that are going to be represented. Follow them as well, because yeah. then you can get in on the events that they're all having, because they host crazy events throughout the year, yeah. which is really cool. And it's just more stuff to do in Buffalo, because there's always people complaining that there's nothing to do in Buffalo. Yeah. And it's 
you're you're nuts. Yeah. So also going on that point too. Thanks for reminding me. The Buffalo Distilling. I went there to go pick up the new bottle okay. that they have. So they just released an awesome bottle that we're gonna have relatively soon. I think next week we're gonna do the bourbon cream from Black Button. Yeah, we have to because I want to get that done before the holidays. Or that's do a perfect that holiday Saturday. drink. What? Or do that Saturday morning. You want to record Saturday morning? We could. Okay, that works. Okay, doesn't matter to me. I don't care. All right. Um, but yeah, so I want to do that one next because I want that to be released before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, but Buffalo Distilling just released an awesome whiskey that they just did. It is a homage to the, um, or homage, whatever you pronounce it. How do you pronounce it? Homage or homage? Homage. 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 Yeah. Whatever. Uh, it's College. A, yeah, a recall to their older distillery. So there was a distillery once back in 1860s, I believe it was, called the Buffalo Distilling Company by a guy named Gustav Fleischmann. And he was the brother of the Fleischmann's Yeast Company. So if you know what Fleischmann's Yeast is, he was a brother to that. Yeast, and not Weast. Yeah, Yeast. I don't know. You said Weast. <laughs> Sounded like Bernie Sanders a little bit. But um, so the he created his own whiskey. This is a, um, the label is similar to what they used back then. It's an awesome product. But anyway, when I was there, I was talking to him about this event that we want to do in uh, February or January. Yeah. Of the the Buffalo Happy Hour Happy Hour. Mm -hmm. So let us really, let us know if you want to attend that because we want to get uh, a group going so it can actually be like a fun event at Buffalo Distilling because they've been awesome to us. We want to help them by bringing people there to experience their products. And we also want to just have a fun event with everybody that we know and supports our podcast. So let us know if that's something you'd be interested in because we would really we would really like to have that event. Yeah, it'd be cool. Yeah. Right on, right on. Absolutely. So go like all of our stuff. We're on Facebook, Twitter. Go follow us on Twitter. We have not been publicizing that we're on Twitter. We have like two followers. Um, but we're on Twitter. And we post on there pretty regularly now because we want to grow that platform a little bit. Yeah. So, again, the Buffalo Happy HR it is because Twitter has a character length for the at name. But we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at the Buffalo Happy Hour 12. YouTube, go subscribe to us so you do not miss any of these videos. When we do this December Spirits event, we're going to be releasing clips of it on our YouTube channel. So make sure you go subscribe to us on there so you don't miss any of these events. We're going to have some awesome products coming up, some awesome distilleries coming up. Three-chord today, we're going to be doing the bourbon cream. We're going to be doing Hartman's, which is new, which is going to be awesome. And uh, it's going to be a great time. So go subscribe to us on YouTube. Leave a like and a comment. And let us know how we did. Follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We're just everywhere, man. I know. We're already 10 episodes in. That's two and a half months. Dude, and we have so many more. So many more. So many more. This is so sustainable. Yeah, we're getting messages from people that are asking us when we're going to come out and try their products. Yeah. So, yeah, follow us. Uh, Thanks for being along on the journey so far. And cheers to many more. And go Bills. And this has been episode 10 of the Buffalo Happy Hour, Mike. Boom. Cheers. We're out. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.